I mean, you've been on, um, I mean, in your profile, of course, you say you've been on NBC and everything, but you've been interviewed for, you know, papers and publications and all sorts of things. Yeah, you're kind of a big deal. So I have to step up my game a little bit and drink a little coffee and get ready for this. Well, I've just been at it for a while. That's why I've had the time. Mm -hmm. That's all, you know. Hello, friend. You're listening to the Edited for Content Show, a place where we try to understand a topic by extracting truth from theater. If you like this podcast, let me know, share it, and come back again. Welcome to the show, Orit Schwartz. Orit, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thank you. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. So first of all, uh, a, a little bit of background for my listeners. Who are you? Okay. <laughs> I am a belly dancer. I'm a fitness instructor. I'm an entrepreneur and a mom. <laughs> and of all of those, <laughs> which one's really the toughest? Hmm? <laughs> Being a mom. There you go. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. hardest the hardest <laughs> job, right? Most yep. love, but the hardest job. It is. So what is belly dancing? Great question. Okay. So belly dance um, is an art form for women by women. I'm sure your listeners did not know that. It's not this hoochie coochie dance that, you know, Westerners think it may be. So let me educate your audience. Belly dance was created for women by women. And originally, and this is from my research and from what my grandmothers and aunties told me, that it was originally an art form to prepare for childbirth. It was an exercise created 3,000 years ago. That was one of the reasons why it was created. Another reason was it was the way for women to be together and to teach each other how it feels like to be a woman through movement as opposed to saying it. So for example, let me go to the first point about an, it being an exercise for childbirth. So there's a lot of figure eights and undulations. All these movements help the baby move down the body. Yeah? And all the, the widening movements help widen the hips and get the hips really flexible and um uh, yeah just really yeah really flexible and open to prepare for childbirth the second point where um it was a way to speak to each other uh through movement so during celebratory events for example when a woman became newly married or maybe she went her first time going through her cycle they would dance for her and celebrate her and celebrate femininity and show each other what it feels like to have a baby kicking your stomach. That was indicative of doing a hip shimmy. Um, how curvaceous your body will become. That was figure eights, making your, your hips really big and wide, encompassing the space. Um, doing a shoulder shimmy, for me, what I was taught was showing another woman that it's important to nurse because that's accentuating your chest moving. Oh. So it's quite beautiful and it's very sensual. And unfortunately, when Belly Dance came to the World's Fair the first time in Chicago, uh, when they f saw the first belly dancer and she was covered up, you mm -hmm. know, 
all the way down to her wrist, all the way down to her ankles. It's just that Western man wasn't used to movements like that because they were doing the waltz back then. (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden, the woman moving her shoulders and her hips was considered very sexual. (laughs) And so that's where it started. And again, this is all my research and what my um, grandparents and aunties told me. So, you know, I, I encourage people to do their own research because there's, it's such an old art form. You really don't know why, but I think what we all can agree on that it was an art form for women by women. So culturally, was it passed through your family? Yes, it was passed down from generation to generation. And that's how it was taught. Just watch and then you do. Not as much explanation, but it's just what you do in celebratory events. I had no idea. And of course, you know, I'm the stereotypical as white as it gets American who's like had no idea that there was really a function form purpose to it. To be honest, I thought it was a spectator sport. Got to be honest. I did, in my research, I did I find it interesting that you say how long it's been around because I thought it was old at 1864, which was the first painting of and identified as belly dance. Of course, that's not what they called it. You know, they called it something else. But but you're talking. I mean, you're talking way before that. You're talking, yeah. You know, um, BC to start with. Each movement does have a message in a way. Then, right? We we believe that. Yes, and it's as old as like back in the day in Egypt. It's like you saw dancers in the hieroglyphics of the pyramids. Oh, okay. So like. Oh, I hate to say walk like an Egyptian, but that's the only sign I can think of in my head right now. So like the movements, like with their hands above their heads and like a pyramid thing shape and like the thing that they, you know, like shaking their, that's, that's a, kind of a form of the art form of belly dance then. I would say probably that's probably where it started. Yeah. Are there standard? So I, I guess like with Western dance, right? And I'm no dancer. I'd like to make that a public statement. I am no dancer by any stretch of imagination. But like you talked about the waltz and different standardized American dancing. And I call it American dancing because I think that we, for some reason, music and motion come to the States. All of a sudden it has to have a form. And I'm speaking, of course, through like, let's just say like the 1930s to maybe the late 70s late 60s early 70s dance had form so like instance the foxtrot it has specific steps it has specifics and people were very rigid and you had to follow and it wasn't really like you were letting the music in it was the music was helping you keep time for these predetermined steps so is there standardized dances in belly dance like is there like you were talking about like you know like the the child birthing you know is there a set of standardized movements for specific messages i think so i think so well see belly dance it's an improvisational art form so you just kind of move to what makes you, you do what makes you feel good so i i feel this is probably how it started women a long time ago started to move their hips in a figure eight because it started to feel good it felt good when they were in labor. So they they set that as, oh, this is what we do in labor. So, and that became a, sta- a signature move of belly dance. Um, the hip shimmy, just because what they did back in the day with the drumming, drumming on anything, 
So they wanted to mimic that with their hips, with their body. So that became a signature move. Um, and then probably that was showing another woman, oh, a baby is kicking in my stomach. I'm just, you know, assuming that's how it came about. But I would say there are like these 10 core moves that probably have a meaning to it. And then all the other hundreds of moves are just from improvisation. So you saw like your grandmother and your great grandmother. I mean, if you saw her, you know, dancing at some point at these events. Um, And I mean, I can only assume like we're talking like weddings and anniversaries and things of that nature. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs. <laughs> sure. Do you have sons or daughters? Or both? I have a son and a, a both. Oh, okay. So you get the mix. All right. So at what age did you start encouraging her to start shimmy shaking and dancing? I mean, like. Oh, at a super young age, it's just movement. Mm-hmm. It's just movement. And it's so natural. We're humans. We're born to move. We're born to be social. Nothing wrong with it. So yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, my daughter does not want to belly dance. She'd rather move with gymnastics or maybe regular dance. And that's okay. As long as she moves, as long as she's active, because I'm all about, you know, being healthy and, and moving all the time, at least a half hour a day. Uh, but yeah, but there's nothing wrong with it. Kids, girls do it at such a young age. Mm-hmm. In this culture. Do you think that as time goes on, mainly because of social media and phones where they have more to do than just hang out with the folks, do you think that there's a risk of losing some of that heritage in dance in the future? There isn't a risk of losing that heritage and if you know where it came from, if you know its origin, if you if you if you educate yourself on on its origins, for sure. It's and I think that you don't have that risk of losing it. But, you know, just know where it can, like hip hop. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? What's its original roots? If you know its original roots, you can you can be as pure as you want with it or you can fuse it. I see. But understand where it came from. You know, and I think that that's a really great statement because how many of us truly understand, like me, I know very little of my heritage which i'm always embarrassed about because it it kind of centers you and it kind of grounds you and when you have something like your dance which was a big part of your you know your culture and your family that you do understand and you do kind of research it and you kind of you know want to be a part of that um and i didn't think of you know it's again (laughs) Ignorance 101 this morning. I didn't know I was going to ignorant class 101, but I'm glad I'm, I attended. I'm glad I got up for this. Um, and the reason I say that for everybody's listening, because you're on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast, and it's early on my side of the, of the building. Um, but hip-hop does have an origin. And I guess every dance has some sort of origin. Um I think it's interesting that the aerocratic society, that their dance is really rooted in more of a structure versus a feeling. 
because I, what I think about is I think of like the big balls, like that, you know, Kings and Queens had, and the dances were very like, like I said earlier, very rhythmic, very like timely in the sense of like the music is just there to make sure that you know what step you're supposed to be on as opposed to other cultures. Because now I'm thinking about like in Kenya and, um, just across the world of, um, carnival in, um, Rio where people are just in the street and they're just moving. It has nothing to do with, with anything. Um, Mm -hmm. other than just, like you said, a feeling like just, you know, going with it and move. And then you mentioned your daughter in gymnastics and I'm, and I kind of sat here for a second and I was thinking about gymnastics in the sense that it is movement and it is expression, but you don't, I guess I just don't put that with dance, but it is, but it is. Yeah, it is. That's I just great. I, so I have to ask you, I'm going to take you back in time in an article in the Jewish exponent in May of 2018, you said you hope to debunk the myth of what belly dancing is really about. What is the myth? The myth that it's a hoochie-coochie dance, it's a spectator Uh, sport. It was meant to seduce someone, and that's not what it is. And actually, like like I said, it was a dance for women, by women. It was meant to celebrate your femininity, to feel sensual within your body, possibly. Yeah. So why do so many films like Out of India um, and... I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, but I'm right now all I can think of is there's several out of India that there's always like all the wedding scenes or all the festival scenes. There's like a woman trying to entice a man through, you know, dance or whatever. Why is that continued to be the celebrated format? Great. Cause sex sells. <laughs> Beauty sells just like here. Look, sports illustrated swimsuit edition. Oh, yeah. Who's buying it, right? I mean, why can't you have beautiful women in bathing suits covered up and they're in a pose that's not so, you know, inviting? <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you teach. I do teach. Yes, I teach traditional belly dance mm-hmm. and I teach my signature workout. I created a fitness technique called shark the belly dance workout where I fuse authentic belly dance with traditional cardio because I'm also a fitness instructor as well so how did like one thing about your website which I thought was amazing was that you do these um and I'm going to probably call it wrong like I want to say remote but it's not what you call it what do you call it when not the the studio the virtual studio that's the word I was looking for virtual Mm -hmm. Was that before COVID or did that come out of COVID? I was already teaching privately online before COVID, but after COVID, I then started to teach group fitness online or group classes online. Yeah. So I was prepared for it. So how many people do you usually get in your virtual classes? I would say between 10 and 20 right now. And I have about 60 people in my virtual studio. That's huge. Yeah, yeah, and we're working on it to grow it a little bit more. It takes time, but yeah, thank you. I, I know you're kidding. I love it. You're like the, um, I can't think of the P90X guy, but like you're going to be the next generation of 
<laughs> fitness videos for, you know, dance, oh, if you will. God willing. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Blaine. And I can't remember the other guy who's, I always see his videos and I'm like, first of all, they're genius because a lot of people, and especially I think with what you're doing, you know, I can't imagine being at a gym studio with the glass facing out where people are working out doing your class. That ain't going to work for the reasons right. we talked for the reasons we talked about oh, that ain't happening. Okay. Like, you know, like, cause I think that it, people would feel uncomfortable. Not everybody. I mean, the people who would feel uncomfortable probably wouldn't even go to my class. Re- you think so? Mm, yes, I do think so. Absolutely. I, I do the handle this every day. I mean, my class is for the person who is ready who is ready to try something new, who probably is feeling confident. Um, but the why I created it as a fitness technique is for those who, feel, who, who won't be as inhibited as if I called it a dance class. Because, you know, people want to get a workout. Fitness is not as scary as dance. Um, so, so it does bring in those people who might be a little inhibited about belly dance, but because I tack on the word workout, they're my, okay, they, they feel a little easy, but then you'll have other people who just won't come in at all for sure. But I've worked in spaces where there's a glass and people are looking in and totally fine. It speaks volumes to not only you and what you're able to bring out of people, but also to those that attend your class, because that's a level of confidence that a majority of people just don't have, you know? Yeah, and, and exactly. And, and what people, thank you for that. I do. I, I really create a non-judgmental atmosphere. That's one. And two, in fact, you know, with belly dance, Maybe some people think you have to have a flat tummy, whatever that means, or look a certain way and be tall and long black hair, whatever it is. No, in fact, if you have a little more, again, whatever that means to you, it looks better, to be honest with you. So when you are rolling and then you have some extra something, whatever that is, it rolls with it. It's so beautiful. It's you're not meant to look a certain way. If you've got a body, you can dance. My my grandparents, my grandmothers, they were rather, you know, robust, you know, Mm -hmm. and they were gorgeous dancing. Why? It's the poise they had. It was the joy they exuded, you know. That's it. It's just pure joy. If that exudes from your dancing, from your face, that is absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely. I'm going to share this with you. This is that painting I was telling you about from 1863, because what you just said now, before I share this with you, I know I have this feeling. I know the first thing you're going to notice is that it's a bunch of men and a woman dancing. And we've already established that that is so not what it's about, but I'm assuming a, a somebody, a gentleman painted this. But it was more to, I wanted to share it with you because um, I wanted to show you the the dancer. And I don't know, can you see it? I can, yes. So the, just what you said, the dancer. It's not this skinny mini 
with the rock hard abs, whatever. She is a full woman and she's just, and she's dancing. Um, and aside from the fact that of course the, the whole male component of the, the spectators and how probably inaccurate that was to a certain degree, um, the, to capture that, her expression of dance in this painting to me, it, this is actually a really great painting and I'm kind of bummed. I've never seen it before um, because it really captures dance. It does. Isn't that a great painting? Yeah, it is a beautiful, it's a beautiful painting. Absolutely. But I see this is by Jean Leon. Uh-huh. Right. So that is his interpretation. Oh, for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. So it's probably not what you saw back. He probably visited Egypt or some sort of Arabic country. And that's what he hoped to see. Yes, exactly. And mm-hmm. um, and it, like I said, it goes back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, that it, what the real origins were and what right. the purpose was, um, which I find fascinating. Because, again, like you said, as a Western culture, that's not how we view it. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of why I do this. Um, and I interview wonderful people like yourself with this knowledge because I would have gone through the rest of my life thinking that it was just another form of dance that had, in a way, a seductive property to it. And while it is sensual because of the movements and um, because of you know, human beings, let's be honest, if we didn't find each other attractive, we'd have been extinct a long time ago. I mean, that <laughs> that's just the way it is. <laughs> but I've had friends in the past. One of my great friends that I had um, when I lived in uh, Montana and Oregon, I mean, she was a belly dancer. I've never seen her dance, never once. But I always kind of in my mind had, I want to say, I'm going to say Miss misconceptions of what the dance was and what the purpose was. And I couldn't understand why she was so obsessed with doing it because of the reasons in my head of why the dance was done. But that's not the case at all. And it was more of her as a woman being able to express and explore and and now I'm kind of in my mind, first of all, I kind of want to call her up and apologize. But second of all, I I really kind of feel that this is something more people should know about because it's really, and especially now in this era that we're in now, where women are really starting to become empowered and become expressive um, I can't tell you how many videos and how many things I see on like TikTok and Instagram of women who are really allowing themselves to, regardless of what their body looks like, be who they are. And I think that this is your, what you teach and what you do is kind of the gateway of what, what we should be teaching all of our young girls. Absolutely. Yes. And and young boys too, because they're feeling it as well. You feel some pressures. (laughs) Do you have guys sign up for your class? Um, I've had men. Yes. Come and take my class. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, they love it too. 
Is it harder for the guys in some ways? Um, let me think. Not in a lot of ways, maybe in a, some ways, but you know, what I found is that men naturally breathe from their diaphragm. So doing um, core moves, I found to be much easier, like for example, like a belly roll. Whereas I feel like women kind of breathe up from here as opposed to down here. Again, just my experience. Um, what they do have difficulty with probably is really accentuating the hips because they don't have hips, you know? Right. So, but, um, but I, I think they can just do it. They can do it just as beautifully as women can. And in fact, I know in Morocco, I haven't been to Morocco, but my brother have, has visited there, um, you know, depending, you know, you know, the area you're in and, you know, how religious they are, men would dress up as women and dance in public, whereas women could not dance in public. So I found that to be interesting. Really? Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Wow. And to like to this day. Uh-huh. Wow. It's pretty recent. Yeah. It's for, for men and women. Look, hey, if you want to move, just move, just dance. Who cares how? <laughs> well, I mean, the hip thing makes sense because of like earlier, like the childbirth and, and we talked about, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but in terms of the belly thing, I like, I guess I'd have to understand a little bit. What is a belly roll? Oh, it's when you can't, when you stand straight up and you can just move your abdominals like this, like you have an alien in your stomach. Really? Without moving the spine. Just roll the muscles. So you move your belly without moving your spine. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I don't, yeah, I'd have to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> Which nobody's, yeah, we're not doing that live. Um, wow. Okay. So what year did you win Belly Dancer of the Year? Um, 2007. Okay. So 2007, you won Belly Dancer of the Year. Hold on one yes. second. I apologize. Come here. What is your problem? So I have this little black dog. Yeah. Who's my wife's baby. <clears throat> and she's gone right now. Come here. You're fine. And anyways, they're having a fit. Um, so in 2071 Belly Dancer of the Year, how many people did you have that you competed against to essentially win that? I don't know. Probably... I don't know, maybe 20 or 30. 20. It was a, yeah, there was quite a few. There's a whole preliminary competition, and then you have to make it to the – then you get to the finals. You have to first do the preliminary cut. So there's quite a few. I was, yeah, probably about 30. Wow. That's – I mean, that's great. And then you won the Middle Eastern Dance Champion of North America. Yes. Um, You have been on NBC – ABC, CBS, and CNN. Like you, <laughs> you are as far as I'm. You should be the face of belly dance. I'm seeing, like, I'm seeing a pattern here. <laughs> I mean, you're award winning. You're you're on every medium. You've been doing it for over twenty years. Mm -hmm, yes, that's a long time. Do you think that? You know what? This just came to me. I have to ask this. So 
first of all, you've done it for 20 years, which is amazing because I'm sure you're what, like 22, 23. And, and do you think that there's long-term benefits for your, like, for instance, are you, do you think that you'll have as much trouble with like your hips when you're in your eighties and nineties and your knees and things because of this movement that you've been doing for so long, or are you going to have a beneficial factor where, you know, if you use it, you don't lose it kind of thing. Yes. I feel that dancing makes me young. I think it reverse ages. Why? I think it's different than traditional fitness because there's joy involved. Yeah. And there's something to say about that. And because when I'm doing traditional fitness, you know, when I'm teaching, I mean, I'm not enjoying it. I'm not enjoying a squat. (laughs) I'm not enjoying (laughs) a bicep curl. But when I'm dancing, I'm getting the same workout benefit, but I'm enjoying it. The mindset is there. That's it's really powerful. Um, belly dance is also um, low impact, but it can be high intensity. So it's easy on the joints. Um, I am not 22 years old. I am actually 48 years old. So I'm almost 50 and I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. Well, and I, it's impolite to ask a woman her age. I wasn't going <laughs> to okay. ask you outright, but, um, I don't mind saying it. <laughs> yeah, well, and I figured that, you know, people were, would probably do the math considering how, you know, how, how long you've been doing this, um, which is great. And that's, and that's the thing is, you know, you have, like I said, you've tapped into this amazing thing that's, um, beneficial not only to you, but you're also helping others through it and I think that that's truly it's truly rare to be into something that you're you know you're passionate about you love but also to be able to share that with others and make a little bit of a living off of it you know I mean that's that's a true rarity um one thing I always ask everybody that comes on here is what's the next evolution for you so what's next for you Okay. Great question. This is, I am on a mission. Okay. Um, I'm not going to get political either here, so I'll try not to. You can, Um, you can get any way you want on this show. You can just turn (laughs) it inside out. Okay, great. Then I'll bring it. Bring it. (laughs) Um, um, I am Israeli. I am Jewish. I am of Arabic heritage. Okay. Um, And my grandparents come from Yemen. Okay. So I am an Israeli Arabic Jew, okay? So my mission is to put Israel on the map when it comes to the countries to learn from when it comes to this art form of belly dance. Um, People feel that Israel has been colonized, like westernized. Um, We are very forward thinking. Um, we're the only democratic country. Um, we allow gay marriages. It's wonderful. Um, what else? Um, and we have a lot of Arabic people. Um, I, when I tell people that I am Israeli, people don't understand it. How come you're not white? What does that mean? Well, if you think about Israel, it is a Middle Eastern country, 
and there are dark people there. Mm -hmm. So people feel like it's very Eurocentric to be Jewish and to be Israeli. What? So you have a lot of different colors in Israel. People, because people have been displaced for so many years and they finally have gone back. And this is not only with Judaism, even with Christianity, Mm -hmm. even with Islam, many people have been displaced. People have conquered countries and they had to leave. Okay, so that's just the way it is. So I want to show that, you know, in Israel, it's a Middle Eastern country. We have belly dance in our country because we have Arabic Jews from all over the world. We have Russian dancing because we've got Russian Jews. We've got everything. We've got Eastern European, everything, Western European. It's a diverse culture. So, um, People think that belly dance, you have to be Muslim to belly dance. It's not. You could be Christian, Jewish, Muslim, and other, whatever else you want to be. It's, if you're culturally Middle Eastern, it's just part of your culture. That's that's it. So that's my mission right now. Um, and just to really like, just to debunk the whole, what is it, what do you have to look like to be Jewish? You have to eat bagel and lox. Do you have to have the gefilte fish? Is that Jewish food? Like Jew, Jews, Jewish culture is diverse. I love that your mission is one of acceptance and one of integration without boundaries through dance. And I think that that is, again, it speaks volumes to you. And it's speaks volumes to it speaks volumes to who you are as a person because I can only imagine being in your situation it would be very easy to have hate in your heart in some ways because of the lack of acceptance and you chose a different path you chose a path of I'm going to educate so that you understand. And that I think is the most important thing. And I love that that is where you're heading next, because I think that as a culture and as a society, and especially over the last four years, which we obviously could get into, um, acceptance was not promoted And I'm a big person about education. And I think fear is just a lack of education is what fear is. Nothing drives me more insane than when I see a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus painting. (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure that's not the case. I'm willing to bet some money. Dude had some dark hair. And I would almost guess he had a little pigment in his skin. But... That's another topic for another day. So, but to take something like dance and to use it as a tool to bridge culture is really a great thing. I think your mission, I think your next evolution is fabulous. Um, I, I wish I was coordinated. And I would dance with you all the way across Israel. Um, but I'm going to be honest. Yeah, you, no, no, you don't want that. Nobody wants that. Um, and I know it's, it's, and it's not so much of a um, a pride thing for me. It's that um, 
I think that I think in a certain way, I mean, I can I can move enough to get in trouble, but I think in a certain way in in life, you have to find ways to enjoy yourself in a in a way that you feel comfortable in. And like you said, there's a lot of people dances it. For me, it's this podcast. I feel very comfortable talking to people, and I think that we're educating. Even if you and I reach two or three people that this podcast, we've educated them. We've educated them on what belly dance really is, which is not what I thought it was. And also maybe open their eyes to some people and some culture out there that might be a little misjudged and might be closer to, you know, being human than what we make them out to be. Um, I cannot thank you enough for doing this. Um, before we go, how do people find you? Yes, um, you can go to my main website, sharkey.com. That's S-H-A-R-Q-U-I.com. If you are a dancer, a fitness pro, or want to even learn about how to even teach my format, uh, they can go to teachsharkey.com. Um, or if they want to do some on-demand um, learning, I also have Sharkey TV. Dot com. Uh, my handles are uh, at Sharky Workout at, on Facebook and Instagram. Perfect. Again, thank you so much. You have been a joy. You are welcome on here anytime to talk about anything. Um, and actually, in you know, after my 500th episode, I want you back because I want to hear about your trip over um, to Israel and to um, the Middle East and all the wonderful things that you've done over there. Um, I want to hear all about it because I have no doubt at some point it's going to happen. I can, I awesome. can feel it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Earl. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Edited for Content podcast. Again, if you enjoyed it, let me know, share it, and come back again. Thanks for listening, my friend. Have a great day.